Well, hello there. In today's episode, I'm going to answer the question, what is a sinking fund and do I need one? I'm going to give you three things to consider as you set up your sinking fund, and then I'm going to offer you a free resource that will help you successfully manage your sinking fund. Stick around because we're going to cover the ways to help you ignite financial freedom. Welcome to the Igniting Financial Freedom Podcast, where I give you perspective as if I'm in your shoes so that you can remove the worry of money and create the life you want for you and your family. I'm your host, Clark Bradley. I've helped countless others reach their goals. Are you ready to join me as you pursue financial freedom? Welcome to episode 19 of the Igniting Financial Freedom Podcast. Today, I am addressing the question, what is a sinking fund and do you need one? So let's talk about the first part of that question. What is a sinking fund? A sinking fund is, to put it as simply as I can, it's a separate account that you set up, a separate savings account at a separate bank, ideally, where you save into it on a regular basis, on a monthly basis, for your irregular, non-monthly expenses. They are planned, however, so it's not an emergency fund. It's not money you use to cover your deductible if you get in a car accident or any true emergency that you might have. Says a lot of stuff that might happen at your home or you know place place where you live. A lot of that's probably not emergencies because most of it, let's say your AC, your furnace, windows, roof you kind of know and and understand the life and the 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 amount of time those pieces of equipment are going to last for example my furnace is 22 or 23 years old so we have a furnace fund to cover in the event that when not if that furnace is going to go but cuz it's going to happen pretty soon so that would be considered an expense for my sinking fund because it's an irregular expense, but I save into it monthly so that I've got a chunk of cash available to cover it. The easiest example would be a car accident you cover from your emergency fund, $500,000 deductible. Whereas car maintenance, such as tires, brakes, oil changes, regular wear and tear on your vehicle would be considered money pulled from your sinking fund. It's not for your regular expenses. It's not for your grocery budget or your gas for your car, but maybe quarterly or expenses that are less frequent. So, for example, maybe your car insurance. You get a discount by paying your car insurance twice a year. Okay, great. If it's 600 bucks twice a year, then you just build your sinking fund up by $100 a month, and then every six months, boom, $600 comes out, and you get a... 5%, 10% discount, whatever it might be. Or maybe you do the same thing with your property taxes. You don't get a discount on your property taxes that way, but you pay your summer and your winter property taxes. I would think most people have them escrowed. But if you don't have your property taxes escrowed in, which means rolled into your monthly principal and interest mortgage payment, if you pay your property taxes separate, you could do a sinking fund for that. Whatever your winter taxes are normally, granted they're probably going to adjust and tweak every year, winter taxes are typically less 
Well, it depends on where you're at. Winter taxes can be less or more than your summer taxes. You take one-sixth of that per month for your winter and another sixth of it per month for your summer for two separate six-month intervals. So a sinking fund is a way to cover yourself for those intermittent and yet planned expenses. So do you need one? Yes, you do. But how do you fit that into the overall picture and the overall plan and the overall strategy with juggling the responsibility of paying off debt or cleaning up your credit cards or student loans or building your emergency fund or whatever it might be? So we'll go into that right here. So what I would say for the three tips to maximize your success with a sinking fund, one would be to start small, to start simple, and to maybe pick your top three categories to start. So that's the first one. Pick your top three categories. So I might recommend maybe you start a sinking fund. You open up a savings account at a separate bank and you pick a dollar amount. So you maybe start with three categories, maybe car maintenance, house maintenance, and maybe a fund for Christmas and the holidays. So car maintenance might just start off as 25 bucks, 50 bucks a month. I don't know. Pick a number and you can always adjust it up or down based on how much of an expense you have. And then over a six month period or a three month period or a 12 month period, you look back and say, okay, we just spent $1,000 on this car over the last year. So it's a little less than a hundred bucks a month that you're going to continue to put towards your car fund. And maybe it's low for the next year. Maybe it's too high for the follow, you know, for the next year. But you tweak it. Every year we tweak our sinking fund dollar amounts that we save into all the different buckets. But it's it's nice when you have it when you need it. So then you have a house maintenance sinking fund as well. We just had a well pump. We had to replace a well pump. Where I live, uh, we're on a well system and there's water softener and a bladder tank and all this stuff that I'm still not used to growing up in the city. But anyways, we had a well pump that we had to replace. I mean, it was the original well pump from my house that was built in 1997. So the thing is 24 years old and those well pumps normally have a 10 to 15 year shelf life. So we got, you know, we got seven years of bonus time, six years of bonus time, whatever, however you want to look at it. But that was a $1,500 expense. Wasn't planning on that, but I have a house maintenance fund where we're putting a few hundred bucks a month into for that exact reason. And based on how much we spent on our house in previous years, I think our house maintenance fund is actually 200 bucks. Theoretically, we've got $2,400 a year going into our house maintenance bucket and 1500 of that was just paid out. So theoretically, we've got $900 for the rest of the year. Maybe we, maybe it lasts, maybe it doesn't. And then maybe we have to adjust for 2022 up a little bit. 200 maybe isn't enough, right? You could have an other gifts category as well. Maybe it's wedding expenses for weddings that you're going to or a wedding of your own. Maybe it's birthday expenses. Maybe it's other holidays expenses that you know come up every year or you have a family vacation that you want to plan for, whether it's routine every single year or just this one tight one year coming up. COVID 
protocols are calming down, so maybe you're ready to take a family vacation, and it's going to be $3,000 in next year, next summer, or whatever it might be. Well, 3000 divided by however many months you've got left. You take 3000 divided by 12, it's 250 bucks a month. Now, you can expand to more categories as you go along. Now, personally, we've got, I want to say, eight to ten categories that we're saving for, different dollar amounts for each one. Now, it all goes into the same bucket, all goes into the same account, and then we just tally and organize and keep track of what expenses are coming out of that single bucket and what expense they're allocated for. So we go to the mechanic and... $500 $500 later for some, I don't know, something for my minivan. It seems like I'm in there every other week. By the way, those old Chrysler Town and Countries. Yeah. Lots of repairs on those, by the way. Anyways, so the $500 that we spent on the air conditioning condenser, whatever, capacitor, flux capacitor for the, for the minivan comes out of the single account comes out of the sinking fund but then on our sinking fund worksheet which is by the way my giveaway here at the end of the episode so stick around you tally it on the sinking fund worksheet in order to stay organized so now you know okay i've got thirteen hundred and seventy four dollars in my sinking fund and five hundred dollars just came out so now i have eight hundred and seventy four dollars in my sinking fund and five hundred of that just went towards the auto cost car expense auto fund right? Car fund, whatever you want to call it, within your car maintenance section of your sinking fund, okay? So then step two or tip number two would be to pick a dollar amount per month and then adjust accordingly. So again, maybe you pick three of your top categories that you know you're going to need to tap into over the course of a year, you know, at irregular intervals. Maybe it's holidays and Christmas And then it could also be a house fund and a car fund. And maybe you just start with $25 a piece or $33 a piece. So you've got an even $100 a month going into that bucket. And you adjust. You take your Christmas budget from last year. You figure it's, let's say, $1,000 or $1,200. Well, you might not be able to put $100 a month right now towards your Christmas budget. But maybe you put $50. And so at least... 12 months from now, you've got 600 bucks of your 1200 that you need. So it lessens the blow. It lessens the pain of Thanksgiving rolling around and now you're scrambling and now your plan and your financial freedom track is derailed because now you've got to take $1,200 out of a budget that shouldn't really ha- wouldn't normally support $1,200 in order to pay for Christmas gifts. So the sinking fund allows you to, it, it rounds the edges, so to speak, on the unexpected and, and, and some of the expected expenses, but those are regular expenses. So pick a dollar amount and then adjust from there, up or down. We've got a sinking fund for our dog, for doctor bills, vet bills, uh, her flea and tick medication, her haircuts, the by the way, we have a Bernadoodle, which is a Bernie's Mountain Dog and a Poodle. She doesn't shed. Her haircuts are expensive. It's 80, 90 bucks every time you walk in there. And it's every six weeks. 
It's like, damn. <laughs> I mean, she's a big dog, so a lot of hair to cut, you know. But still, did not realize that when we bought the dog. Uh, anyway, so uh, tip number three. You need to have a separate savings account for this, ideally at a separate bank. Do not mix this in with your sinking fund. Do not mix this in and just have it sit in your checking account. It's not backed up on your credit card. Oh, I'm just going to use my credit card as my sinking fund. No, 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 no. It's not tied to an account with interest with some type of expense associated with it. It's not a high, it's not a home equity on your account, on your house that you're going to use as your sinking fund. It's a separate account that you systematically contribute to every month. I've got it set up in a separate bank. Money goes in every single month. We tap into it when we need to. So we have the sinking fund at a separate bank. The expense comes up. We pay for the expense out of our checking account, and then I immediately move money over to cover the expense. So we had the well pump that we just paid for, $1,420. So we paid for it on our debit card, and I moved money, $1,420 over from my online savings account to my regular bank account, checking account, to cover it, to reimburse myself, essentially. The sinking fund pays me back because the because I just paid for the the well pump, and the sinking fund reimburses me. But it's got to be an arm's length away. It didn't. We've tried it the other way. It didn't work when we had it all at one bank because the money was sitting there, and then it became a slush fund, and then it just became an extension of our checking account. Or you run into the the, the trap or the 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 danger of it being linked for overdraft protection, and then you're pulling money out when you over or when you've overspent going out to eat or buying junk on Amazon you don't need, and then all of a sudden your sinking fund is zero. It's like oh we just yeah we just blew that up. Blew that out at takeout or at restaurants. So you move the money as quickly as you can with the knowledge that it generally is two to three business days from the point you move it from your online savings back to your actual savings account or back to your actual checking account at your at your main bank, which is plenty of time. It's enough time, but it's not enough time, I guess, if, that's, if that makes sense. It's close enough, but it's far enough away. It's accessible, but it's but it's arm, arm's length away, so that it's not you're not tempted. It's not an envelope of cash sitting at your house. I know some of you might have an envelope of cash. We do. It's not a whole lot, but it's just enough in case shit hits the fan and we need it to happen to some some actual cash, which doesn't happen all that often. That should not be where your sinking fund is. It's a separate account. It's inter- it's it's insulating you from the unknowns of the world. But again, it's just backing you and it's funding you and, and, and reimbursing you for those expenses. Okay, so when to start your sinking fund? What position should you be in financially in order to start your sinking fund? This is just kind of a bonus tip here, number four. So if it were me, what I would have in place first before starting my sinking fund is I would have my 2% starter emergency fund funded. What does that mean? All right, so you're a family of four. You both work. Your combined income is $80,000 a year. Your 2% emergency fund would be 2% of your annual income. So 80,000 times 2%, that's a $1,600 starter emergency fund. So that would be step one. I'd get $1,600 in a separate, separate account. Could be at the same online bank savings-wise, but it's a separate account from your sinking fund. 
So you start a savings account online, build it up as your emergency fund. Then you set up a second account to then begin funding your sinking fund. What you could then do is simultaneously fund three things. And let's say, by the way, you've got this 2% emergency fund covered, but you still have some debt you want to clean up. Maybe some credit cards or some student loans or some bad debt, as as Rich Dad Poor Dad would say. Not tied to an asset, not tied to a car, not tied to a house, not tied to some type of investment. So let's say, hypothetically, you've got $400 a month to throw at some combination of your emergency fund, your debt payoff, and your sinking fund. So if it were me, I would take a majority of that $400. Let's say that, you, again, that's your discretionary, that's your what I'd call your margin. After you've pinched down your expenses to a comfortable level, to maybe a level that you're less than comfortable, meaning you're stretching, right? You're tightening the belt. You're living on less than you than you than you can't than you you know less than your means, so to speak, less than your paycheck. You've got four hundred dollars now of margin that you want to start paying yourself first. If it were me as a hypothetical, and everybody's situation is going to be a little bit different, everybody's case is unique. Four hundred dollars, I'd throw fifty bucks a month. Continue to throw fifty dollars a month towards the emergency fund, and continue to build up that sixteen hundred dollars. I would take another fifty dollars and throw it towards the sinking fund. But I take the remaining $300 and continue to throw it towards the debt because that's your priority. I wouldn't take a majority of the money and put it in the sinking fund or the emergency fund where it's basically just going to sit there making next to nothing while you're also burning money on your debt balance at a rate of 15, 20, 25, 29%. But you also can't completely abandon the efforts of building your emergency fund and your sinking fund. So you can kind of do all three with 80% or so of whatever margin you have, $400 in this example, 80% or so of your margin going towards debt payoff. And then once the debt's paid off, the $400 is maybe split, let's say, 200 to sinking fund, 200 to emergency fund. And then your emergency fund is completely funded with three months of expenses. And then maybe your 400 goes to completely fund your sinking fund. And then you're off to the races from there. Then that 400 could potentially be reduced. Instead of 400 going to the sinking fund, maybe you only need 200 going to it. And the remaining 200 goes somewhere else. Or all of the, uh, all of the monthly payments that you were obligated to pay from all the debt that you now no longer have could go to long-term savings or wealth building, or investments, or whatever. Bitcoin. (laughs) Okay? So that's just a high-level contextual way to look at it. I go into more detail in my course, the Debt-Free Academy, by the way. Shameless plug. For those of you who are wrapping your heads around a sinking fund and trying to figure out how they can play in and be a piece to your personal finance, wealth building, financial freedom puzzle, Sign up for a 30-minute strategy session with me. That is complimentary. That's free for you as a listener here today. Ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash coaching. We can walk through setting that up. We can walk through how a sinking fund fits into your overall strategy and your overall financial goals. And that's just a half-hour session. You and I sit down via Zoom and talk through whatever you're trying to tackle financially, whatever's on your plate right now. 
And again, financial, excuse me, ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash coaching. So for the quick win today, we have my sinking fund worksheet. This is an Excel sheet that I created that breaks down the best way to track what's in your sinking fund and the expenses associated with it. So there's a few different categories that I suggested that I that I already loaded up in here. You can change the categories however you see fit. But for example, I've, I've put in holiday gifts, vacation, clothing, house fund, car fund, kids' school, you know, clothes and materials and books and backpack and whatever, right? Birthday gifts, for example, pet stuff. I mentioned that. And then there's another six, nine blank categories that you could fill in as you see fit. And then each of those categories has several lines and columns associated with them. So for a car fund, you know, you have a place to put how much you're saving per month, let's say $100 a month. Then there's a column for a debit or an expense. Let's say tires. So you put the dollar amount in the debit line and you put the reason in, let's say tires. Then that amount is deducted from the total under the car category. And on the top left of the chart, there's a tally of what your running total should be for all of the categories combined throughout the year. And then also what your total should be per month in total to save for all the categories together. So it's say a hundred for car, a hundred for house and 50 for holiday. Well, it's going to track that you need 250 a month per month into your sinking fund to cover those three categories. Anyways, it's an easy way to organize and to keep track of your sinking fund as time goes on. And then of course you can adjust and tweak it as you see fit. Ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash sinking fund. To check that out, download that, enter your email, and I will send you that. It's just a Google Docs download. What you can do is, again, ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash sinking fund. So what is coming up? Stay tuned. I will have additional episodes where I take on your biggest questions related to money. If you'd like to have a question answered here live on the podcast, go to ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash podcast and submit your question at the top of the page on the form that I will answer the show. All right, people. That is all from me. I will catch you next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Igniting Financial Freedom Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to see future episodes. Go ahead, give it a rating and review so I can help more people ignite their financial freedom. And I wish you good fortune. I'll see you next time.